What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KT. And we're back with another episode. Thank you for checking out our last one. Representation is exploitation. Um, if you would like to contribute to the work we're doing in Memphis, the propagandizing, the redistribution of funds, the uh, stocking of the fridge, you can do so. Link is in the bio. Um, this week, we kind of just been passing out money. Um, and I stocked up the pantry with some... Uh, some newer clothes for my set that I own, but, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm getting gangs and stuff, so I can't wear them up. <laughs> so, we stocked that up, but the fridge and the pantry is kind of bare, so right. we're going to see if we can scrape up some money ourselves and, and put something up in there this week. But, yeah, if you'd like to contribute to that, you can. Link is in the bio. Uh, you can hit us up at building our PWR. Hit KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. So, KT, what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, so um, today we're actually going to be talking about counterinsurgency and the effects it's, it's had uh, on Memphis. Counterinsurgency is organized military activity designed to combat insurgency. So um, what is insurgency? Insurgency is basically the quality or circumstance of being rebellious. So um, we're, we're just going to talk about ba- basically... How that has played into uh, the Memphis role, especially with us being the headquarters of the FBI uh, here in Tennessee and things along those lines. So, yeah. yeah. And it's not, a, it's obviously not a, just a Memphis thing. It's happening all over yeah, the true, world. True. It's happening all over America. Uh, but Memphis, uh, when was this? In the early 2000s, they had this program called Operation Blue Crush. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be like a data-driven type thing where they look at crime areas, get statistics, what types of crimes, what time are the crimes committed, and they hit those hot spots. And uh, it's supposed to reduce crime. Now, well, we're reading an article that's entitled... Um, Police Counterinsurgency Against the Memphis Black Autonomy Federation is on the Anarchist Library. And they talked about, you know, how these police officers be using these uh, organizations, pastors, preachers, regular neighborhood people, older people that just care about their neighborhoods as a way to add to the over-surveillance of black people Mm -hmm. in our neighborhoods and the oppression. Now, Operation Blue Crush was supposed to be so great, yet in 2021, we're on our fifth version of Operation Community Safety, which was a rebranding of that. So what was, you didn't really explain, what was Operation Blue Crush? So Operation, like I said, they used statistics and stuff to figure out how can we uh, address the crime. And so what they would do is they figure out the hot spots, the times where a lot of crime was going on, and they would just put police officers there and just uh, arrest people as soon as something was about to pop off. So they would they would jail people, though. They weren't, like, make, making an actual difference. They just, like, physically put people in jail. Yeah, that was it. But they said, but they said it was a reducing crime. And, you know, actually the interesting thing about it was uh, it started off, it didn't start off with aggravated uh, assault. It started off with sexual assault. That was mm-hmm. what they wanted to focus on because Memphis at that time had over 900 rape cases reported yes. in one year. And so they claim with this evidence, this great million-dollar uh, initiative, they were able to reduce it to 500, which is still bad, horrendous, but it's a decrease. 
But all they said was, you know, we noticed that um, a lot of these convenience stores uh, had payphones on the side where there was no windows and no lights. So we just told them to move the payphone to the front of the store. I'm like, you didn't need no million dollars for that. You could just ask people. And and that's what they do. They they We're paying these people to solve stuff. They don't even solve it. But the things they do solve is stuff that we literally could do ourselves. We just don't have the power and resources to do so. We could literally set up and have people patrolling around doing a conflict resolution when stuff was about to pop out. But we don't have the the resources, the money, and the organization to do those things ourselves. We don't need police officers. They're not doing anything extraordinary because, like I said, 2022, they've had to rebrand this thing five quadrillion times, even though it was supposed to be so effective. You you know, you brought up something like the community doing the policing. But yes. even even, like, community plus police type situations, we read, you know, in this article, like I said, we'll link it down below, but there's also, like, nonprofits here in Memphis who have... Um, basically came with the police to try and figure out how they can stop crime. And they're just regular nonprofit people, right? And so, essentially, um, even with them coming together, it doesn't really make a difference because they're still policing people. And while I do think that community would be good, I don't think anyone should be policing anybody, I didn't say policing. I said you, you're just around watching, and when something about to pop off, you have people that's there to help with uh, conflict resolution. Like, if majority of the crimes committed in Memphis are aggravated assault, that's when somebody starts threatening somebody with a weapon. It starts escalating. Right. That could have been stopped before it, it just the, the uh, aggravation. That could have just been stopped right when folks started arguing. Somebody should have, could have been there and trying to break people up, make sure people are separated, make sure people have time to cool down before somebody even has time to go into the car and get the gun. Yeah, but then, then there's, like, the individualism, right? And people think, oh, well, it's not my problem. It's not my fault that they're out here and they're having uh, marital issues. But then, like, we, we think, like, how come we don't already have those type of, like, conflict resolutions thing built into our own brains and it's because of individualism like we're as a community yes that would be awesome if somebody else within that neighborhood was like stepping in because they knew everybody and everybody was like talking together and they came together but the truth of the matter is is that with individualism individualism now nobody wants anybody in their business and if john and joe are having an argument and Sarah tries to step in, then John and Joe are going to be pissed off at Sarah because of individualism. And Sarah doesn't have any backing to help her out when she's correct. Up. But but check this out. Think about think about when it starts. When when does this indoctrination of uh, I need a higher authority to fix my problems school. start in school? When when two kids are arguing and fighting, who is teaching them kids uh, how to deal with conflict? Who is teaching them how to sit down and mediate things, mediate issues? Somebody stole some, you got beef, somebody stole somebody's girlfriend. 
What, there's nothing. There's no classes. No. That, that's not even important. What we finna do? We don't care who started. We don't care what it started by. We don't care. Everybody going to detention. Everybody getting suspension. Everybody getting expelled. Yep. And that's how things are addressed. There's no time. What 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 does a school look like investing in conflict management? You you finna go into ISS? We already got somebody hired for that. Bye. That, that's that's wasted resources spending time on trying to fix you and, and teach you how to improve your internal life. What's they got to do with capitalism? What's they got to do with the workforce? Nothing. There should be something else. Like, it, obviously, within capitalism, it'll never happen. But there has to be somewhere, like, within the socialization of people. Like, when as you're growing up, you're going to be socialized by your parents. You're going to be socialized by... Um, your teachers, by your friends, things like that. There's got to be something there that's not so focused on capitalism that we would be able to implement something like you were talking about, like community-based. But currently, there's not. And they're not going to focus on that at all. Even, Even if your parents are like leftists or whatever and they're all about self-determination and things like that, at the end of the day, there's still going to be teachers, like you said. If you're sent them to public school, if you're sent them to private school, you have the problem with, oh, well, they're not going to be able to um, socialize with regular kids unless you're bringing them out. Like, there's so much that goes into it that it's almost impossible for you to plan something like that. I mean, it's not impossible. Within, within just, capitalism, I mean. Like, I mean, you, but it, it literally would just have to be us to starting right now. Yeah. It literally had to be us starting right now with ourselves as grown-ups. Because a mm-hmm. lot of us as grown folks do not know how to do conflict resolution. I know I talked about violence is the answer because a lot of times it is. But sometimes it ain't. Sometimes <laughs> somebody ain't necessarily causing you harm. It's just a disagreement. Yeah. But sometimes we get heated. We, we ain't gone to therapy. We ain't dealt with stuff. So that escalates into things that shouldn't escalate into. But, again, we say this every time. What does therapy, what does conflict resolution have to do with you going into the job force? The most you need to know is yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Literally. And I will do this and I will do that. As Literally. Long, and, uh, even if we think about like, this is kind of off topic, but even if we think about like fat phobia, um, what, why do they focus so much on fat phobia so that you can be in work? Even if we think about racism, why do they focus so much so that black people can be in work? Like, everything ends up coming right back around to capitalism and why they want us back to work. Yeah. So, going back to this this Sorry. main topic about counterinsurgency, we went on, on a tangent. But I wanted to read uh, some excerpts from this article because it's very interesting. And I want you to think about when I'm reading it... Uh, Maybe some things you've seen in your own community that has, that pretty much is is what this thing is explaining. So it's talking about the different types of, um, different types of counterinsurgency. So one is militarization. That's one of them. And another one is this community policing stuff. Okay. So it says, this style of warfare is characterized by an attempt to legitimize the legitimate violence of the state. Intelligence gathering, security, population control through racial profiling, and stop and frisk operations. But most importantly, efforts to gain the trust of the people. Quote, for instance, the local police argument is, quote, sure, the police have to justifiably kill people and may have some corrupt officers in its ranks. 
but this tactical violence is necessary to keep the community safe and protect its officers, and that the police department takes great pains to remove corrupt police officers when they are discovered, unquote. Further, the cops take great pains to tell the public that it has, quote, citizen remedy to redress police brutality and corruption by going to the police internal affairs division and filing a written complaint. Of course, this is thoroughly bogus, but this is how police-citizen police relations work to legitimize the police and the government, even when there has been an obvious violation of civil rights by law enforcement agencies. All of this propaganda and the idea of a citizen remedy is designed to prevent militant demonstrations by citizen groups or public complaints about corruption or the use of excessive force. This process has been referred to as the, quote, iron fist in the velvet glove, unquote. The iron fist being SWAT teams, tact and riot squads, anti-terrorism, electronic and human spying, and other police military operations. While this velvet glove belongs being the use of pacification, public relations, NGO partnerships, and other officer-friendly programs. The role in the latter capacity is to act to restrict the spread of radical ideas, especially criticism of state authorities and police terrorism, preventing radicals from gaining public influence and disrupt their efforts to establish grassroots oppositional groups. Okay, so pretty much what it's saying is a tactic they use is in order to create uh, cognitive dissonance in the public. <laughs> like we see that the police are corrupt. We see they ain't doing nothing. Right. We see they ain't solving crime. We see they in there doing business with the drug dealers and the killers. They're not helping our lives. They will do a, like this thing, the community, whatever the heck the thing's called, the the police lady was like, yes, we're we're thinking about even you know saying we we're investing in mentors for the girl, <laughs> girls and boys club, and um we're thinking about you know getting these kids jobs and um getting them into college and stuff like that um and partnering up with churches and and all these things and that's what they always do they know this is the way to get to the people we're going to to uh, partner up with nonprofits yes. Nonprofits, some of whom may already have rapport in the community, and have that nonprofit convince you, police aren't that bad. See, they're working with us. Police aren't that bad. See, they're here passing out backpacks with everybody. Go take a picture with a police officer. Let your kid play with the little police dogs. They literally are ops. The nonprofit organizations are all ops because when it's all time to do these little civilian board uh, community policing, they're the first ones in line and they're the first ones that get to talk yep. to the po- to the politicians. Them nonprofit people. And we there's a, a nonprofit here in Memphis, uh, Mid South. Uh, justice for peace. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Mid, Mid South Peace and Justice. Yeah, uh, and basically what they do is is they've got all these so called quote unquote unions like a Memphis Bus Rider Union and a uh, Hope uh, Homeless Help and things like that. Like it's it's a whole bunch of nonprofits that are supposedly leftist nonprofits that are here to unionize and organize the people, right? No. No. They're they are actually police. 
they're actually working with the police. Yeah, in the article they talk about how that one white guy was literally over there talking to the police, talking about how they can spy on the people. They um, literally are the police. And that's why, like, Gabby and I, we always say this, like, all the time. And you can go back and listen to some of our other episodes. But nonprofits, they're they're just as bad. And if you work within the nonprofit sector and you're not, like, physically doing something about this, you're just as bad as them. Yeah, the- they they definitely have a goal. And the pastors, too. The pastors yeah. are always the first one. They're always the first one talking to somebody, NAACP, everybody. That is their goal. Their goal is to make us not believe the truth. Yeah. Their goal is to put wool over our eyes and say, yes, you may see bad things, but the police, they really are good people. Anybody that's trying to convince you of that is obviously not in... Not on your side. No, nope. They're on the side of money. They know if they get in with these polit- politicians and these police officers, when it's time for them to run for office, which they eventually will, they will have their backing and their donors, and they will be good. That's what this all is about. While us, we're over here, some of us, you know, in the beginning, naive, being like, okay, we'll work. The- I trust this nonprofit. Uh, hopefully this time it will work. You know, I have a grievance with a police officer I will put it in the little uh, grievances box, and I hope something will get done. And then 30 years later, you 60 years old over here talking about the crime is still so bad. What is the world coming to? These children are out of control. Is it the children? At this point, is it the kids? Is it even the people? If we are putting in all this money, we just get $9 million from the attorney general, and we're getting even more money. They're trying to get, like, thousands of more police officers if all these police officers are coming into the community and the crime is going up maybe that should tell you something maybe there's a correlation there but the thing is what makes the nonprofits and stuff even more evil is they'll tell us they'll give the lip service they'll be like in order to address the issues of crime you have to address the root you have to address the economics. <laughs> what does see, that even see, mean? Because now they don't, they don't go into specifics. No. You have to address the e- economics of the in- inequality and the underserved. It, there's always like these key words that you could see, like with nonprofits who are supposedly helping the community. They have like a, a lingo, a, a lingo, yeah. And you're like, okay, well they're not doing shit. Like <laughs> access to affordable, equity, livable wage. Whatever. So they will say it. They'll tell us, you know, you need to invest in education, whatever that means. Invest in what? I'm just throwing money at the school. Like, what exactly is that going to? Yes. You need to invest <laughs> in affordable housing. You need to make sure everybody has a, a living wage. You need to make sure everybody is living in equitable race, racial equality harmony. But when it's, time for them, when it's time for them to do something about it. Instead of them figuring out, again, every time, how to get this, these millions of dollars that's coming to them and putting it into these things they claim need to be done, they are going to the police officers. So, what is, what is the truth? What is the truth? Is it that we need money or is it that the police, we need to talk to the police? What is the truth, my brother? I don't, I don't know. Long story short, all of that. Every single bit of that. Nonprofit sector, the police, they go hand in hand. That is counterinsurgency. They're going to do anything they possibly can do to stop a rebellion, to stop 
people rioting, to stop people asking for autonomy, to stop people in any possible way, to keep capitalism going so that they stay in power and they stay with their money. Yeah. Something interesting that I did see them talking about, you know, I don't agree with the 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 work that these present day gangs are doing they're, they're destroying the community they're not investing anything in the community they're just they're, they're hurting our people they're not doing anything revolutionary they're planning to white supremacy in the action um but they were saying how a lot of this this increasing in the money towards fighting the gangs is to keep the gangs in the black neighborhoods and to make oh. sure they don't go out of those city lines. And I'm sure if we if we get some uh, information, we'll put it in our little YouTube video. I'm sure there's a border of where them police officers are lined up. Yeah. Right in between where the black folks live and where the middle class people live. And if you cross over that line and you think you're doing something, you're going straight in the, in the penitentiary. So, that is something interesting too because you notice... Okay, we know people do crime in proximity, but how is there? There's no way that there's just no crime. There's no gangs that ever just go down the street over to them houses over there on Peabody. Like there's just they 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 have a border. They just can't put their foot there. I feel like there's that's really what this is all about. It's just to make sure that the people with money don't see it. They're not affected by it. Well, and then even when they are. Those people can call the police who are posting the neighborhood app. I see someone suspicious. It's literally just a person walking, Janet. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why, see, that's why they they do it. So, because they barely see anybody. And that's why the police put up with that bullshit. Because majority of the time, they do not send anyone out there. But they put up with the bullshit because then they know, oh, the poors are going over to the rich side. Yes. That's what it's about. Uh-oh. Not even gaming. Just poor people in we general. We need to divert people. We need to divert more people over into this neighborhood, uh, at least at the border. Mm-hmm. Because like, even if you think about, like, where I live, yeah. like, I live in the, uh, in a lower-income neighborhood. And so, um, if we go, like, two streets over, it's literally rich people houses. But they have made the streets to the point where there are certain things that you're not able to, like, turn left and go to that street. Yeah. So they've diverted the traffic so you cannot go down to that area. Or, not only that, there's like, you can obviously tell, like in certain areas, and I know that people have talked about this with like uh, redlining and stuff, but there's like a certain part of the area where you go underneath a uh, bridge, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, the poor's are over there, and the rich are on the other side. And the bus can't go up under that. The bus doesn't go underneath that. The Correct. bus can't go up under that, and then they all have their own personalized police cameras in front of their neighborhood. Correct. So yeah, that's that's really what all this is about. I because to to think that these police officers care about us killing each other, <laughs> to think about to think about this, they don't care that our water is being poured. They don't care that Flint, Michigan is drinking poison water. They don't care people in Mississippi are literally living in places where the atmosphere is full of pig shit. They and, don't care. And they, don't, they don't care that we have lead in our pots here in Memphis. Like they literally don't care. They don't care about the infant mortality rate. Nope. Really, as long as it ain't affecting the work force too much 
They don't care if you don't have enough to eat. So no. what makes you think they occurred, they credit somebody robbed you? What makes you think they care that somebody beat you in the head with a bat? The only they reason not. why they would is for jobs. Because of Amazon that's here. Because of USPS that's here. Because of FedEx that's here. FedEx being the hub here. Um, that would be the only reason why. is because they want people in these jobs so that they can continue on making fucking money for the city. And uh, who fucking cares if we're starving while working uh, $7.25 an hour? Yeah. I mean, it's really just for PR purposes. Because we're getting a lot of people moving in from all over yes. America. And, you would, you know, Amazon and Nike, them, they don't want to be in no area where they feel like they're going to get stole from. So it's, it's in their best interest to act like they're being tough on crime. But ultimately what we're saying is this is not nothing to help the people. So if you see somebody coming around with some nonprofit, some church, somebody saying, we're working with the police, community policing, we all we get, it is op shit. Unless they're talking about putting money in people's pockets, unless they're talking about materially changing people's yep. lives, what in the world is snitching going to do? Not a fucking Thing. What in the world is going... Well, if you see something, say something. Okay, awesome. I said something. That person is gone. Somebody else came up in there. It's like in my garden with all them doggone slugs. <laughs> I can put the, slits, the little snail bait in there all day long. But if I ain't going to the root issue up in there in that dirt and, and start extracting them things and start figuring out what is it that's causing these snails to navigate to my garden... I'm going to just be putting snail bait for the rest of my life. There was something that was really offensive that uh, the Memphis chief of police literally said on the news. And she said, you know, we really just want to talk to the youth and um, we want them to be mentored. And we want to get these people jobs. And we want to get these people uh, somewhere to live. And to me, that's like the job part and the somewhere to live part is so offensive in the sense that, number one, Memphis voted against raising the minimum wage, okay? And number two, what makes you think these people don't already have houses? Why do you, Why the fuck do you think people are out on the street doing things? Why? Like, they never think about that. It's always like, oh, well, there was a singular issue that was causing it. Like, you were talking yeah. about, like, the rapes and stuff. And they, they were like, oh, well, it's this one telephone. That's so no, offensive. No, That's no. not the That's issue. Not, no, they know. I'm telling you, they know. University of Memphis is the one that's providing the, the Memphis Police Department with this information. But they're also the ones who have the same department that's talking about poverty contributes to crime. These police officers know. If we know, if regular people know, the people that make millions of dollars know exactly what's going on. They are not incompetent. They are not ignorant. They are playing their role. They know what it is. That's why they said they need jobs. Okay, it's an economic problem. That's why they said they need houses. It's an economic problem. But instead of you using these millions of dollars you begging for into investing in those things, you're saying, no, we need like 5,000 more police officers. Because people need jobs and people need houses. How does that make sense? It's I mean it's not meant to make sense. You are meant to work, go home, get out of the way. Do not be in our sight. That's what I'm saying. It's just so offensive. It's 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 blatantly offensive. And anyone with any kind of brain cells, and even maybe not even brain cells, anybody who's ever been in the workforce, anybody who's literally ever done anything in this world would be able to call that out and be like, damn, that's fucking offensive. Yeah. 
if you if you do not like play into white supremacy, if you are in any sense of the word understanding of what goes on, like realistically, you would find that offensive. Yeah. It's sick. Like, yeah. just, it just pissed me yeah. off. It just pissed me off. And so, the whole thing with counterinsurgency, we're going to get right <laughs> back into that thing, is because, you know, yes, the police use this for the gangs and use this for uh, poor people that are committing critical crimes, which would in turn be like property crimes, stealing and stuff like that. But they have also used this for uh, militant organizations, um, such as that Black Autonomy Group and others. And, uh, you know, they might be spying on us. We don't know. But, yes. FBI, if you're listening, fuck yourself. Um, one other thing. <laughs> I was looking for, I was looking on Monster.com, and I think it was about a month ago, I saw that this organization, it's a governmental intelligence type of organization called KACE. They're in Memphis, and they're looking for urban English linguists. So they're looking for black people who can interpret surveillance uh, information, uh, wiretappings and stuff of black people, and, and, and report it to the police. So that's what we got going on in Memphis. So, I mean, I feel like they understand that this economic this economic model in Memphis is just not going to work for a long time. This gentrification it's going to boil over. There's no way you're displacing the majority population of this city in one area yeah. and expecting that that's not going to be a shit show. And your workforce, so, like here's that's what they're fuck that's the fucked up part. It's like they're like, oh, we need more people in jobs. We need more people in jobs. Blah blah blah. Oh, but actually, we want this gentrification to go on, and we're going to displace people from their homes that they've been working towards, or their rent rental places that they've been working towards. And like it again, capitalism is working exactly how it needs to be working. It's not meant to make sense for actual freedom, actual liberation, actual helpful instances for people long term. Yeah. So just don't don't do nothing with the cops. The cops are there to protect the rich and to protect their money. The cops are never here to help you. Nope. That is why organizations are important because like I said majority of the stuff that's being done the police is incompetent you watch any forensic files they can't solve shit unless <laughs> the people do the, the solving for them and majority of these things I, I feel like all of them eventually but majority of these things can just be solved with people and and we don't need the police officers and I feel like we have to get people to that place and I feel like that's our call to action our call to action is to highlight the incompetence of police officers and, and to highlight what their real job and their real goal is to do. Highlight how much money has continued to funnel through the police department and crime has continued to go up. Highlight that that, it's, that there's there's no way that they can solve the issues that we have. The, the, uh, the issues, and they're not meaning to and solve And they're not the meant issues. to and no. that's not their job. Their job isn't meant even though they're saying this, even though they're like okay, well, what you, we want to solve these things. This is counterinsurgency. They are not meant to solve actual issues. They're meant to protect the rich and protect the laws of this land. And make money. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. That, that's the only thing I would say. Uh, we're going to put some links in there about the stuff we got going on in Memphis. But if you have something specific to your city that's interesting, send it our way. You know, we're trying to, to get the 411 on everybody and what's going on because we knows it. 
Um, we do also read every single one of the comments, so yeah. make sure you comment in the description, or I mean, in the bottom down, so that we can reply to you as well, so, yeah. Well, again, if you would like to donate to the work we're doing, the redistribution of funds, the stocking of the community fridge, the uh, passing out propaganda in Zines and Books, you can do so. Link is in that bio. Um, you can hit us up at Building RPWR on all social media channels. Hit KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. This has been Gabby. And KT. And this has been Building Our Power. <laughs>